Welcome to Radar Contact, the audio show that teaches pilots how to speak professionally and with confidence to air traffic control. If you have avoided contact with air traffic control because you just didn't know what to say or didn't know how to say it, Radar Contact is going to change the way you fly and communicate. And now here's your host, airline pilot, author, and host of ATCCommunication.com, Jeff Canarish. Before we begin today's show, I'd like to acknowledge the passengers and crew of Asiana Airlines Flight 214. As I'm sure you're aware, just a few days ago, a Boeing 777 aircraft crashed on landing runway 28 left at San Francisco International Airport. Of the more than 300 people on board, two people died and more than 168 people were injured, some of them critically. But there is a positive note in all this, and I'm you consider there were more than 300 people on a burning 777, Boeing 777. It's amazing that the flight attendants were able to evacuate more than 300 people in just a few minutes and avoid greater tragedy. Another interesting note from the uh, crash is the uh, radio communications between San Francisco Tower, not only with the captain of Flight 214, but also with all the other aircraft that were still inbound to the airport. It's really an object lesson on air traffic control under pressure. And if you'd like to listen to a replay of those communications between San Francisco Tower and other airplanes flying into the airport at the time of the accident, I've got a link of that posted at my Twitter feed. So go to twitter.com forward slash ATC underscore Jeff, and there you'll find a retweet of a link to a video and some audio of the uh, communication between San Francisco Tower and other airline pilots at the airport on that day. Okay, let's get on with the show. Fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high-o silver. It's the Lone Ranger. Okay, wait a minute. I don't have a mask, no white hat. There is no white horse. I don't have a six-shooter, and Tonto is nowhere to be seen. But I do have a lasso. Only it's not the kind of lasso you're thinking. I'm talking about ATC's land and hold short operation, or abbreviated LASSO, L-A-H-S-O. And that's designed to improve traffic flow at any tower-controlled airport. And when it's in use, it allows air traffic control to land aircraft on a runway and have them slow to a stop or exit the runway prior to reaching a designated intersection. And when an aircraft lands and holds short of an intersection, per ATC's instructions, it allows ATC to continuously cross other airplanes through that intersection without concern for a traffic conflict with you, the landing airplane. Before we talk about the land and hold short radio work, let's take just a minute to talk about how you can determine whether an airport is using a land and hold short operation. First, the easiest place to get started is to look at an airport diagram. Airports that use the LASSO program will have LASSO holding points annotated on the airport diagram. Wherever there is a LASSO intersection, an intersection that you would be required to hold short of on the airport diagram, there'll be a line showing you where that intersection is located on the airport, and next to that line will be the acronym L-A-H-S-O. So you say to yourself, aha, 
this runway, and in this case, we're going to use the example of the Orlando Executive Airport, just north of Orlando International. We're going to say that Orlando Executive has a land and hold short for runway 25, where it intersects with runway 13. So now you, you can see that on the airport diagram. You see the line through runway 25 and the letters L-A-H-S-O, but you want to know how much distance is available to land and hold short of that intersection on runway 25. The best place to look is the FAA's airport facility directory, and I have a sample page for the Orlando Executive Airport in the show notes for this audio lesson. And by the way, if you happen to be listening to this audio lesson at iTunes, you can go to atccommunication.com and click on the tab, Radar Contact Show, and there you'll find this show along with the podcast player, and just below that will be the show notes where you'll see that example of the airport facility directory. In any case, when you look at the airport facility directory, you're going to see the words land and hold short. Below there, it'll show you which runway is affected, and then it'll also show you the landing distance available from the runway threshold to the hold short point. Why do you need to know that? You need to compare that against the minimum distance required for landing for your particular aircraft. Now, if your aircraft requires more landing distance than is allowed between the runway threshold and the land and hold short point as described in the facility directory, well, you can't land and hold short. It just requires more runway than would be available. So you need to let the air traffic controller know that you will not be able to hold short of the intersection if you land on that particular runway. So right now, probably the best way to illustrate how that's going to happen is to talk about the radio call. There you are lined up for runway 25 at the Orlando Executive Airport, and you've just contacted Tower. Tower says to you, Cessna 9130 Delta, Executive Tower, clear to land runway 25, hold short of runway 13. Your reply would be, Cessna 9130 Delta, clear to land runway 25, hold short of runway 13. Very, very important that you acknowledge the landing clearance and that you acknowledge hold short of and the hold short point in your acknowledgement. Probably the easiest thing to do in this case is to simply repeat what Tower says to you in the land and hold short clearance. Once you repeat that clearance, meaning you accept the clearance as given to you by Tower, you are now required to stop or taxi clear of the runway prior to reaching the named intersection in the land and hold short clearance. So in this case, once you land on runway 25, you must either stop prior to reaching runway 13, or you must slow to a safe taxi speed and exit the runway prior to reaching runway 13. You're not required to exit the runway prior to reaching the run 3. Your only requirement is to not roll through that intersection. Again, if for any reason you cannot comply with the clearance, you need to let Tower know about that immediately and get an amended clearance. In this case, perhaps Tower will still clear you to land on runway 25 and prevent other airplanes from rolling through the intersection, or they may tell you to go around and reassign you to a different runway, probably runway 13 in this case. Whatever it takes, just as long as the coordination is made early enough that you don't put Tower in a bind. The last thing you want to do is land on runway 25, then make a determination you're not going to be able to stop prior to runway 13 and let Tower know about it. Now you're setting up a very dangerous situation, and it's questionable whether Tower is going to be able to sort it all out in time. Finally, 
Simply because an airport has a lasso program does not mean they are using it every hour of the day, every day of the week. In general, lasso only goes into effect when the airport gets extremely busy and tower needs to move a lot of airplanes around the airport surface. In that case, lasso will probably be in effect. The best way to find out whether a lasso is in effect at the time of your arrival is to tune in the Airport Traffic Information Service, or ATIS, and listen up for the announcement that land and hold short operations are in effect. Not only will they say that lasso is in effect, they'll remind you what the land and hold short intersection is, and the ATIS will most likely include the landing distance available for the landing runway from the threshold to the land and hold short point. If, after listening to the discussion, you still have questions about how the Land and Hold Short program works, feel free to write to me at jeff at atccommunication.com. I love hearing from you. I'd be glad to answer any questions you have about LASSO or anything else you'd like to talk about with regard to aircraft radio procedures. Also, if you'd like to read more about the LASSO program, I have a complete description of it in my book, Radio Mastery for VFR Pilots, or you can go to the source, the Aeronautical Information Manual, which has a lengthy discussion on LASSO as well. I have a very important task for you, so please listen up. I need you to take one to two minutes to complete a survey that will be a make-or-break decision on the future of the aircraft radio simulator. Now, if you've been following me for the past couple of years, you know that behind the scenes, I've been working on the aircraft radio simulator, which ultimately is designed to teach you how to talk on the radio by interacting with simulated air traffic controllers. There's a beta model of the aircraft radio simulator at atcinsider.com, which is a sister website to this website. When you go and you play around with that beta demonstrator of the simulator, besides being a a rudimentary aircraft simulator, it has a a radio in which you can record and play back your own voice, and you can listen to a couple of pre-recorded air traffic control channels for a few minutes. It was really designed as a demonstrator of the technology, but it doesn't go quite far enough. What I ultimately would like you to be able to do is talk into the radio simulator using your computer's microphone and have the simulator talk back to you, respond to your radio calls as a simulated air traffic controller in various types of airspace. So you will actually be able to do real-time radio practice with simulated air traffic controllers. Now here's what's happened over the the years. Initially when I first built this uh, simulator, there really was no good voice recognition software on the market. I have been able to get my hands on some pretty decent voice recognition software, but it only works in Google Chrome web browser, and it'll only work on a desktop, laptop, or tablet computer of the Windows 8 variety. It will not work on smartphone devices. There is an alternative solution that uses Flash programming, the Flash program, But again, that will only work on desktops, laptops, and tablet-style computers of a non-mobile variety. So what I need to do right now before I go any further in development is make a determination what your need is. If you don't have a a desktop, a laptop, or a tablet-type computer, if you only work off your iPad or some other type of um, mobile computing device or, say, a smartphone, I'm not going to be able to meet your needs with this simulator at this time because of the Flash programming and the restriction to use only the desktop or laptop version of the Chrome browser. 
So before I go any further in development, please do it right now. And if you're not listening to this show at atccommunication.com, say you're on iTunes, go to atccommunication.com, click on the tab, Radar Contact Audio Show, and there right at the top, just below the podcast player that's playing my voice to you right now, you will find the survey. Four questions, only take you a couple of minutes. Please do it now. I've put a deadline on this to have all responses in by July 27th, and I only did that because I figure it'll take a week or so for people to get around to listening to this podcast and get to the survey. But if you're listening to it right now, I do appreciate your input. I take your feedback very, very seriously, and I look forward to seeing what you have to say when you fill out that survey. Thank you so much. And now, let's get to your question of the week. You're on a seven-mile final approach to runway 22 at a tower-controlled airport. The airport's ATIS broadcast said land and hold short operations are in effect for runway 22. You are flying a large aircraft that requires a minimum runway length of 4,700 feet for landing. Runway 22 is longer than 4,700 feet. The tower controller says to you, November 338 Golf Lima, runway 22, clear to land. Hold short of taxiway Charlie. You knew there was a lasso program published for this runway because you read about it in your pre-flight planning session. You also learned in your pre-flight study that the available landing distance on runway 22 from the threshold to the intersection of taxiway Charlie is 4,400 feet. Here's your question. What is the radio transmission you would make in reply to Towers Clearance? When you think you know the answer to that question, go to atccommunication.com forward slash answers. There you'll find a complete answer along with a full explanation of how that answer was derived. Music for this show, with the exception of the William Tell Overture, was provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com on a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Well, if you're flying this week, I hope you have a great time and beautiful weather. I'm Jeff Canarish for atccommunication.com saying be well, fill out that survey, and fly safe.